0: Come on, let's get nuts. Well hello everybody, what's happening? It's Wednesday. Let's get to humping. Or take a break from humping, whatever the hell. You know, I don't know what you're doing, but yes, let's get nuts. And if you're humping, there's some nuts. Okay. Not even going to go there. What's well, happening, everybody? All right. Good to see you. It is Wednesday. What is it? It's already August 16th. Cool. We're already halfway through the month. Crazy. Hope you guys are having a good Wednesday. Make sure you smash that like, thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. Do all that. Going to be talking about, of course, these topics right here. Blue Beetle. Oh, boy. Let's see what happens. When it comes to Blue Beetle critic reviews, all that stuff. And then we're going to be talking about a little bit of James Gunn and Superman and Wonder Woman, all that stuff. And then a couple of reviews over here, which is going to be interesting that I thought that I told you guys I was going to save for Wednesday's show. So hopefully you guys are doing good. We got Miss Nighthawk right here. Hello there. Good to see you as always. Let's see, we got Nate right here. Hey, Dave, glad to see Blue Beetle getting great reviews. Got my ticket secured for Friday. There we go, that's what i like to see there. All right, Ryan, I've got news and bad news. Uh Uh-oh, that's not good. What's the, you got good news and bad news. I don't know what what that's alluding to, but hey. And then, uh, yes, Randy, let's get nuts, let's get nuts. We got Tet here, all right, good to see ya. Pour the tea, pour the tea. It's not really tea. It's just, you know, things. Just, just thoughts. Like I said, it's, it's been a, it's been fairly slow in the news the past couple of days. So I thought, all right, well, something just kind of like, let's talk about something. What's going on, Lane? Hey I hope you're doing great. Another Wednesday, another James Gunn lie. What a circus! And you continue to have an obsession with James Gunn, <laughs> uh, Mr. Nobody. Hey, everyone, hope Blue Beetle will succeed. Don't need a home run, just a good hit. You know, you're absolutely correct, because it's a low budget. So we're rooting for the little guy, the underdog, that's for sure. We got Eric Patterson right here. Good to see you too, buddy. All right. Uh, who else we got? We got Azteca. Let's get, uh, I guess that's a nut right there, huh? Oi! What did I do? Oi, <laughs> oi! Are we talking about another Dave? Let's see. Uh, so yeah, Stay hydrated. Yeah, it's pretty damn hot. And we got Stephanie T Red right here. Good to see you. Good to see you. Yeah. Say hello to everybody in the chat. Probably going to see Blue Beetle next week, but it's good to see praise. Yeah, that's good. <clears throat> I'm built for California. Yeah, but it's like humid. It's humid. That's the thing. This humidity sucks. That's what sucks. But uh, it's supposed to go away soon. I don't mind the dry heat. I really don't mind the dry heat at all, but man, when it gets humid, that's where I'm like, all right, if you're gonna, again, stop, you know, stop teasing me. If you're gonna get, if you're gonna get all sweltery where I walk out and, you know, like 50 seconds later, I'm just like, oh, you know, you got the ball sweat going. I'm just like, hey, give me some thunder and lightning with this shit, can you? That's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping for, but, I don't know. Apparently there's going to be another storm that's going to be coming in this weekend, but the temperature is going to drop. I don't know. Um, Everything's all crazy. You know that that good old climate change, even though it's not really uh, well, it is. But at the same time, it's like it's just like normal things. Like when this happens, when when California gets that humidity, I mean, I couldn't live back east, back east. It's all pretty crazy, like like Florida. I used to live in Alabama. And even Texas gets uh, pretty sweltering when it comes to the humidity. I just hate the humidity. That's the part I hate. The dry heat, I don't mind at all. All right, guys. Rambling, as I do, as I do. Hey, we got we got ACS here. We got Anthony. What's going on, sir? Good to see you. Always great to see you. Okay. Uh, my, this chat box is not working. There it is. That's right, yeah, because it's supposed to get, yeah, it's supposed to get like, uh, I know, she's going to Vegas this weekend, and it's supposed to, uh, everywhere, I mean, it's supposed to be like in the 70s here, and there's going to be a storm, I don't know, it's it's very strange, again, you know, it's the aliens, I blame the aliens, they're the ones controlling the weather, and we got some magic here, always good to see you buddy, always catching your videos on the Instagram, and we got Mr. Axel Droga, what is happening, Always good to see you. All right. Clear that. And thank you, everybody else who has shown up and is watching. Let me turn that off. Let's get right to it. Let's see. Let's just go right to the tweets. Right to the tweets. Oop. All right. Here we go. All right. Well, this is pretty cool. That somebody made right here, you know, some cool little art right here that's showing... Mr. Corn Sweat as Superman. Interesting design when it comes to the costume. And, of course, showing the people who are going to be at least in, like, uh, you know, Superman legacy right here. So, yeah, Guy Gardner. We got everybody right here, at least. So, Mr. Terrific. All the people showing up right there. Not too bad. And that is from Depankar Toluca. Talukdar, sorry if I butchered the name, as I usually do, but yeah, that's some pretty cool art right there when it comes to the new DCU. And then speaking of Blue Beetle, we, we got this new banner right here that looks pretty sweet. Like I said, all the artwork and the posters have been pretty freaking awesome when it comes to Blue Beetle, I will say that. I think it's uh, they've been doing a good job, at least when it comes to artwork and posters and whatnot. And yes, guys, I don't know if, uh, again, nowadays it's hard to tell what is true and what isn't, but apparently I posted this tweet right here two days ago, two nights ago on Monday night, apparently, and I saw some of them because we did talk about, talk about Rachel Zegler, Zeglar, whatever, you know, I actually posted the, the shot today, the the film junkie shot today, so if you haven't checked it out, check it out because, I you know, I went in depth with it. Apparently there was like another video that was released that involved her too talking about the backlash that she's receiving. I just don't know if it was actually a recent one or not. I don't think it's a recent one because I don't think she can talk about anything that has to do with Snow White when it comes to the SAG after So I don't think it was. So I just remember it got sent to me today. But yeah, obviously talking about that. So watch that video. I mean, you probably I, I and I and I, I've told people too when it came to you know clipping that out. I said, when it came to Rachel Zegler, I was like, yeah, obviously, like, uh, the way that she's handling herself when it comes to talking about Snow White hasn't been great. But then I kind of come to her defense and say, like, hey, you know, I kind of come to her defense. That's all. But apparently there's some Snow White leaked images. I'm not sure if they're real. It all could be A.I. It could be A.I. That's the thing. It's like set. Photos could be AI generated now. That's what we have to think about But I did look it up and I saw a picture of her as Snow White and a picture of Gaul as The the wicked queen or whatever the hell the queen. I don't again I don't really know the quick care, you know, anyways, but uh, so beware if you're if you're If you're really looking forward to seeing what they look like don't uh, don't look it up. Don't look it up. So (laughs) Okay Uh, We'll get to this in a minute, but I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe that a certain thing, a certain thing from, oh man, we're, yeah, uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, Here's a video right here that's showing the devastation. It's a drone footage on August 11th demonstrates the vast amount of destruction in the town of Lahana after the deadly wildfires devastated parts of Hawaiian Island of Maui. So look at all that right there man. It just looks great. Right? No, it does not. It almost looks like it, it almost looks it's crazy because like all the ash and everything like that almost makes it look like looks like snow that's on like part of this stuff like that. But yes, so many people lost their homes and it's just kind of, you know, when you hear about the government, oh yeah, each one of these people are going to get $700 a piece. That's the part that just kind of rubs you the wrong way. And uh, I mean, I get it. There's going to be more people that are going to be stepping up and donating and everything. I know Oprah's doing her parts. A lot of people are doing their parts like celebrities that have a bunch of money that they can donate to the people in need. But it's just when you hear about the billions and billions and billions of dollars that are going overseas overseas. For Ukraine, which I get it, at first it's like, yeah, help them, I get it. Help those people, sure, they're you know, when it comes to Russia and everything like that. But why does it seem like every other fucking week that we're sending billions of dollars over there? I mean, I could go on a whole rant about why that is, but I'm not going to, because this is a movie show, but... Not a political, crazy, whatever show. But anyways, it's just it just looks up. Yeah, it de- definitely does look apocalyptic. It's crazy. But uh, I don't know. It's just the, the news headline when it said like, oh, yeah, all these people are getting $700 a piece. It's just like, wait, you just sent like another $13 billion over to Ukraine. What the hell? Just all that kind of stuff. But anyways, we're not going to get into that. We're not going to get into that. All right, let's continue on. We got Joaquin Phoenix Joker right there. Kind of almost looks like a Rick and Morty-esque right there. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, that too, Stephanie T. I saw that too. I saw uh, Jason Momoa. He, po- he reposted someone's video that was talking about real estate agencies and rich people are trying to buy the land from these people who just lost their homes. Yeah, it's all, it's all a crazy thing. It's all a crazy thing. You know what else is a crazy thing? This right here. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it that Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Tom Cruise, especially after coming off of uh, Top Gun Maverick, making over a billion dollars, and even you know Mission Impossible Fallout, doing very well at the box office. And then you have Indiana Jones. you got Harrison Ford coming back for his last Indiana Jones. Who would have thunk it that both of these movies would end up Losing money during their theatrical runs. What? The what? Uh. What multiverse do we live in here, folks? We got Barbie that's just killing it. A Barbie movie is just killing it right now. But an Indiana Jones movie that is supposed to be the swan song for Harrison Ford. And then we got Tom Cruise doing his Mission Impossible thing. And they're both going to lose money with their theatrical releases. What the hell? This is mind blowing, mind blowing. So crazy. But again, this is what happens when you keep cramming all these movies together in like a three month span. So many movies were just crammed together. And everybody was just kind of going like, uh, I'm not going to go out to the movie theater until Barbenheimer comes out. Then I will, I'm going to go watch both of those. And a lot of people did. A lot of people waited. Seems like a lot of people waited for Barbenheimer. But then it also kind of shows you, too, that people are like, eh, I've already seen, I could catch that later. I've already seen this franchise. Because we're talking about Indiana Jones 5 and Mission Impossible 7, 8? I don't even remember which one it is. That, that, that just shows you. Numerous movies. It's already a franchise. Everybody wanted to see the newer stuff. They wanted to see oh, Oppenheimer, Christopher Nolan. Oppenheimer, something that they probably don't know what it was about. And then, of course, you know, the way that he tells the story crazy. Everybody wanted to wait for Barbie, something new. A new franchise was born. But it is pretty crazy. It is pretty crazy. But yeah, Mission Impossible totally got demolished because it came out a week before. And Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning is one of my favorite movies of the year. Indiana Jones 5, not so much. Not so much, sadly, but... uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, one of my favorite movies of the year. And it's just weird. I mean, it made over a half a billion dollars. It's sitting there right now, but it's just crazy. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? But it just kind of shows you a little shift of what's happening right now. It's like people are just wanting kind of new stuff, new stuff. But the, the fact of the matter is, though, man, the, the Mission Impossible movies, I don't know how they keep doing it. You know, they keep pushing. I mean... Fallout was just so great. There's a lot of things that they, I mean, you could almost say like things kind of peaked with Fallout because I don't think Dead Reckoning is as good as Fallout. I think Fallout is definitely one of the best ones of the franchise. But Dead Reckoning was pretty damn freaking good too, man. Just saying. And I totally forgot that this was a thing. (laughs) And this is coming out. Toxic avenger the toxic avenger guys that is still coming out peter dinklage first image right here i don't (laughs) remember this is going to be something but here's our first image peter dinklage the toxic avenger and then we got a poster as well which looks very does anybody uh think that this poster kind of looks familiar Anybody recognize what this poster kind of looks like right here? Seems like the same person who designed those David Ayer suicide squad posters kind of designed this one too. And it, it has a similar feel. Yeah. Has a similar feel when it comes to those suicide squad posters that came out. You got the green background. You got like uh, like almost like a stamp looking of what the characters look like. Yeah, if you, if you remember. I mean, and who knows, again. But yeah, it's just crazy. Uh, I mean, I, I forgot about this movie. I forgot about the cast of this movie. Peter Dinklage, Jacob Tremblay, Kevin Bacon. I love that Kevin Bacon is the and guy. And then you got Elijah Wood is the with guy. That's right. You got to remember that anytime you have credits, like opening credits, you have... There's always that general thing where you have the opening credits, you have the top billing, and then you go right into the cast who are mainly in the movie. And then you have the with guy, and then you have the and guy. And usually the with guy and the and guy is somebody that's known, which, of course, we all know who Elijah Wood and Kevin Bacon is. So Elijah Wood is the with guy and Kevin Kevin Bacon is the and guy. I never understood why they did that. It's like they're it's like they're telling you the opening credits and it's like a big long sentence. You might as well put commas after each name. You know? Is that what they're going for? I I, I never understood that, but I always was like, "Oh yeah, who's the and guy in the movie?" And it's usually it's always a name. Always a name, but I always found that funny. But it's on the poster this time. Usually you don't see it on the poster. So they're really representing that style of opening credits with the poster right here by having with Elijah Wood and Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Yeah, right? The special guest stars, pretty much. Tonight on Saturday Night Live. Oh, and this is magical right here. This is magical right here. So apparently, right here, uh, Alex Lobo posted this right here, but he said, uh, Sony unveiled at the Sony Creators Conference A Ghostbusters short film using real-time technology so obviously we got that real time that you know it's kind of AI-esque technology but they they revealed a short film right here that had to do with Ghostbusters and of course my uh, you know I you guys know I'm a I love Ghostbusters from the bottom of my freaking heart so I thought it was cool little marshmallow man action happening and then them just going after it so if you haven't checked that out yet Do yourself a favor. Check that out. What the hell, guys? I found a Steven last night. What? That's right. That just happened to be in L.A. And, uh, you know, at first I thought it was Jesus, but it wasn't. I saw the glasses and I went, wait, that's not Jesus. No, but, uh, yeah, look at that. That's what happened last night there, folks. Met up with Mr. Stephen Colbert. We had some dinner. And, of course, I had to sneak a picture. I was like, okay, so I had to do that. What's going on, Jose? I said it in the trailers, too, didn't they? Remember the trailer voice guy? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's us right there. Uh-huh. I mean, Steven was, uh, you know, he was just in town. He was in town for business. I don't know, you know, there's no other reason, but it's business right there, right? Why is Steven here? I don't know. I mean, like I said, he was just in town. Hey, hit up a friend, let's let's meet up for uh let's meet up for Din Din. huh? Let's meet up for Dindin. Din. So, we had some Thai food. It was delicious. Good times. Absolutely good times right there. So, that's right. reunited and it feels so good. Uh maybe like, you know, we do a members only stream after every Wednesday stream. So maybe I'll talk a little bit more about it post this stream. So, you know, if you're a member, look forward to that. If you're not a member, well, you're shit out of luck. I'm just kidding. Okay. And then this is pretty sweet right here in Philadelphia. They like totally just, uh, hey, that's a way to promote Blue Beetle right there. I like that. That's pretty sweet. Uh, This is the Philadelphia Museum Art. You know, the Rocky Steps, of course. So that's pretty sweet right there. James Gunn posted that. But, you know, according to some people out there, like Lane, if you're out there, he must be lying. This is probably just uh, AI, right? He's lying about this. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) See, this is what, Okay. This is what's funny about this franchise right here. You, you guys know I've, I've checked out. I've checked out. I've absolutely checked out when it, comes to, uh, when it comes to the Fast and Furious franchise, but I'm going to watch it to the very end. I mean, ever since Paul Walker died and they gave him that send-off in Furious 7, that was it for me. I was like, okay, I can't even imagine where this franchise is going to go to. And it's not gone into a great direction. But I get it that people love this franchise and they absolutely go like, hey, it's not supposed to be taken seriously. You turn your... Okay, okay, I understand that. I totally understand that. 100%. But what's funny about this and what's funny about fast x because a lot of people are like oh yeah it was totally successful totally successful is that it was barely profitable barely profitable okay the film gross 714 million dollars at the box office but the budget was 340 freaking million dollars this is why this is why studios are struggling stuff like this and again, anytime that there is a reported number for a budget, you could probably tack on a few more million. Okay, it's probably not the actual number. So anytime you see like what the budget is for a movie, you may have to tack on another sixty million dollars. This thing probably crossed four hundred million dollars. I'm just saying. The only thing that saved this movie, of course, was this guy right here. That's what saved the movie. That's why I, went, I walked out like, okay, at least I had a really good villain because Jason Momoa fucking killed it. He did. Other than that, the movie was a shit fucking sandwich. But Jason Momoa, I was like, all right, cool. He's having fun, but it's just kind of crazy. It's like everybody's is like, oh, it's so successful. Barely. Barely profitable. But at least it made a profit. I'll give it that. It made a profit because there's some other movies like we just talked about and even other movies that are definitely, you know, <laughs> yeah, lost a lot of money. And then this right here, um, Mama Film Junkie's not out there, is she? Hmm. OK. Um, Batman notes right here. They wanted to post like, what was your first Batman toy? And then they posted this right here, which I had this figurine right here. This was the Bruce Wayne quick change you know where he could put on the suit I got this on Christmas morning I think it was, what, what was it like 1992 Christmas morning 1992 I got this right here and I remember it was a it was my favorite toy that I got that morning I did get that toy but they were asking what was your first Batman toy so I also had this from Batman 89 I found this I was just like you know just sitting at my desk and I saw that right here and I was like I had, I'm not sure if this was actually my first Batman toy, not my first Batman toy, but it's the, the Batman figurine I remember the most was this Batman 89 toy, which doesn't even look like anything. And I remember, if you notice his belt right there, yeah, there's a string that comes out, a retractable, like, you know, string. So that's what you would use to, you know, grapple hook things right there, so... Yeah, that was like, I don't know if that was my full on for that was just the one I remember right there. But yeah, that's where there. Yes, Droga, I'm old and I can appreciate things and have a longer attention span than you and eat bacon with my hands. Anyways, OK. Um, Let's see. Continuing on, let's just go. This kid is awesome right here. I, lo- I like how uh, the caption says, Bro thinks he's Spider-Man, and Leo right here said, uh, thinks. This kid right here is Spider-Man. Look at that. Swinging. Look at that. Flippy flips, and then does the superhero landing. What the hell? And then he, fl- then he does that. That's amazing. This kid is Spider-Man. Flip, flip, and then superhero landing. What the hell? And then look at this right here. That's a pretty cool shot right there. Bales' Batman. Here. And then we got this too, man. Oh, who's looking forward to this? Scott Pilgrim. we got some Scott Pilgrim. Why Ah, uh, the fact that it came became such a cult classic. It's a cult hit. It's cult. The movie, Edgar Wright, did such ma- uh, an amazing job, but of course, Netflix, November 17th, we're going to get the Scott Pilgrim anime with all the original cast, so they released a trailer today. We are sex, we sex One, two, three, hey. Hey. So good. So good. So at least we're going to get Something. Something. And, of course, we're going to get, like, recapped. I mean, uh, it's going to be a whole thing where we're going to, get like, see stuff from the first movie and then continues on. Very much looking forward to that. Very much looking forward to that. And then, <laughs> speaking of The Dark Knight, Barbie has passed The Dark Knight to become Warner Brothers' highest grossing film domestically, at 537.4 million. <laughs> what? This is how th- this thing is a cultural ph- <laughs> it's a phenomenon. But yes, the Dark Knight, which uh, was Warner Brothers' most successful domestic mo- like you know domestic movie at the box office, Barbie has passed it. This movie cannot be stopped. Barbillion. Crazy! Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? I just wish I was on the Barbie train. I'm not. Sadly, I didn't enjoy it that that much, you know? But uh, it is pretty crazy. It is pretty crazy, like, how this movie just cannot be stopped. It just cannot be stopped. But, yeah, it passed The Dark Knight. Man. But it's so funny because uh, the director of The Dark Knight, his movie is doing just gangbusters, right now too that came out at the same time so it is kind of poetic if you think about it a little poetic that like christopher nolan who directed the dark knight directed oppenheimer and then went again you know same weekend when it came to barbie and his movie is kicking ass as well his movie is kicking so much ass because that budget was low r-rated three hours biopic Ah, uh, i mean i tell you to me that's more of a feat than this bar- than the Barbie thing. I'm just saying. I, yeah, I might be biased. I might be biased because, you know, I didn't like the Barbie movie that much and I'm uh, you know, Christopher Nolan's one of my all-time favorite directors. I might be biased and I am biased. I will I will admit that. But I just think that what his movie is doing is I think it's a little bit more of a feat than the Barbie movie. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, We got a new poster right here from uh, Blue Beetle. Of course, we're going to be talking about that right now. This is pretty cool. Again, all the posters and the banners and everything for Blue Beetle have been amazing. They've been pretty amazing. And then speaking of Blue Beetle, the National Association of Latino Independent Producers tells THR that multiple nonprofits are planning on buying out theaters for community members and school children to watch. So, of course... That'll help the box office. We'll talk about the box office. I mean, who knows if, if it's gonna help it enough? I don't know. I don't know. Oi. oh my god. This right here. Uh bullshit. So some controversy happened today, folks. Yeah, that's right. What? controversy when it comes to a movie nah. but there is something new i i learned a new term today that i did not know existed but we're in 2023 and i guess i shouldn't be surprised by anything that happens especially when looking at my twitter feed but apparently i learned well this is what i learned today and maybe you guys didn't catch it but i've learned about the term called jew face that's right Jew face. We've talked about blackface before. That's always been a thing. But Jew face, that's a new thing because Bradley Cooper's new movie, Maestro, that's about Leonard Bernstein, was released today, and a lot of people were not liking the fact that Bradley Cooper has a prosthetic nose that makes his nose bigger. So they're calling this Jew face. Yikes. That's right. Backlash. What? I even saw THR call it online charges of anti-semitic. Oh. Charge. Online charges. That's another thing I learned today. Online charges of anti-Semitism. I I couldn't believe when I when I read that from THR. But again, THR is just. Hollywood. I mean, it's got Hollywood in the name. They just put whatever out there, even though that there's, you know, anyways, I I can go off on all that. But that's right. (laughs) Jew face. And then after that, shortly after the family, the family of the Bernsteins, not the Bernsteins, like the uh, Mandela effect thing. Sorry. But they released a statement saying that Bradley Cooper included the three of us along every step of his amazing journey as he made his film about our father. We were touched to the core to witness the depth of his commitment, his loving embrace of our father's music and the sheer open hearted joy he brought to his exploration. It breaks our hearts to see any misrepresentations or misunderstandings of his efforts. It happens to be true that Leonard Bernstein had a nice big nose. Bradley chose to use makeup to amplify his resemblance, and we're perfectly fine with that. We're also certain that our dad would have been fine with it as well. Any strident complaints around this issue strike us above all as disingenuous attempts to bring a successful person down a notch, a practice we observed all too often perpetrated on our own father. Fuck off, they're saying. Fuck off. (laughs) Seriously, I can't believe that. (sighs) It's terrible. It's, It's... It's just so funny. When I saw, I I literally saw that trending on Twitter. I went, what the hell is Jew face? Jew face, huh? It's so funny. People are running out of things to be offended or upset about. They're running out of things. They're running out of things. And it's so funny because there's stereotypes out there like crazy, a stereotype for a Jewish man or a woman is a big nose. There's jokes. There's jokes out there that talk about that. But it's so funny because they just released a trailer, didn't think anything of it, and then people are saying this is like some kind of stereotype. So they're being offended and pointing it out as well. That's what's so ridiculous. It's like nobody else gave a shit. I watched the trailer. I thought it looked good. I'm gonna check it out. Bradley Cooper's talented as fuck. I'm going to watch this movie, did not even think. I just thought, wow, okay. And then I looked at a picture of him, of the actual, of Leonard Bernstein. I was like, okay, what does he look like? Wow, good job. That's all I thought about. But people were like point- oh, man. They're, they were pointing out the whole thing. Not us. Oh, man, I tell you what, what is wrong with people these days? But hey, that's just part of it right there. Hey, Fear Jason, good job drawing this right here. Got some bat fleck action right there. Really like that drawing. Pretty cool. We got David Ayer. David Ayer continuing to uh, post things. And he's talking about the uh, the tattoo idea again. It was my choice. originally. Original idea is, uh, it would have said blessed, not damaged. Now, having said that, I regret that decision. It created, <laughs> you know, Basically, David Ayer right here is going, hey, somebody asked, literally spot on, and then, of course, talking about the tattoo. He talks about the tattoo, but uh, the person right here said, literally spot on. It's very easy for him and Snyder to continually retcon their ideas and just claim that what audiences got to see wasn't actually the intention, except in Snyder's case, we got to see the original version, and it still sucked. Somebody said that. Of course, a hater said that right there. David Ayer was just basically going like, hey, I get it, the damaged tattoo on the forehead wasn't a good idea. This is what I love about David Ayer and I will continue to support this man is the fact that he knows probably wasn't a good idea. I know that was like the first time we saw Jared Leto's Joker and we saw that first image, a lot of people were like, all right, the tattoos on his body look cool why does he have a tattoo on his forehead that says damaged? Seems like a little too much on the nose. And I think that David Ayer just realized that after a while. But, you know, he's admitting to it. Nothing wrong with that. But I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm fine. I'm used to it now. Like now if I see an image of Jared Little's Joker, it doesn't bother me or anything like that. I just want to see more footage with Jared Leto's Joker. That's all. More footage. That's all I want to see. Ah, crap. Did I mess that up? No, I didn't. Okay, good. We're good. But, uh, yeah, so no big deal. Oh, man. Yeah, I did mess up. Hold on. All right. I was close to it anyways. Speaking of Joker, there's that right there that I thought was pretty sweet. Like that. Okay, and then, uh, oh boy, here we go. And then we got this right here. This is, I mean, again, <laughs> oh man, move over Marvel. Move over Marvel. Because when, the fact that Barbie is doing what it's doing, it's dominating. Now we got Hasbro, just like Mattel. Mattel released a a, a list of movies they plan on doing with the products and the IP that they own. We got Hasbro right here that released their list is according to variety, of course. So we're gonna have a movie about Nerf, which I, pfft, God knows what that's gonna be, Nerf. G.I. Joe, which if you watch The Last Transformers, you you get that whole thing. Play-Doh, now I'm hoping that Play-Doh is gonna be something like, okay, is it gonna be the creation of Play-Doh? Like do one of those biopic kind of things like Tetris and that uh, uh, D- uh, Cheetos movie. Peppa Pig. I never watched Peppa Pig, but uh, apparently that's going to be something. And then, of course, it says Transformers, which we know that's going to continue as well. My Little Pony. That's right. Dungeons & Dragons. This better be a sequel to the Dungeons & Dragons that came out this year because that movie was very crowd-pleasing. Didn't make as much money. It lost money at the box office, but everybody raved about it. I've watched it twice. It is... For not being a Dungeons & Dragons fan, never played the game, I thought it was great. Apparently somebody, because I responded, I was like hoping, I was like, that Dungeons & Dragons listed there, hopefully better be a sequel. And somebody actually said that, it, that they're, they might be doing a series, but that means it's probably not going to be the same actors. That's my, and then, of course, Magic the Gathering. So, yeah. Who, who can't wait for the crossover? That's right. There's going to be a crossover... With G.I. Joes, Decepticons, Transformers teaming up with the G.I. Joes. You're going to have some ponies over here. You're going to have some pigs over here. You're going to have a bunch of people doing magic and dragons and shit like that. And then you're going to have Nerf guns. That's what the end game is going to be. Just a bunch of... Yeah. It's going to be a big, huge battlefield. Good guys and bad guys. And they're going to be shooting Nerf guns... At each other. That's right. The uh, Hasbro Cinematic Universe. HCU. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, and then, of course, Anthony. He had Ray Porter on his uh, show today. So hopefully you guys check that out. Good stuff. Man. I made a mistake, guys. I made a mistake, and I promise you. I promise you, okay, I'm going to have to, like, uh, be right back. I did not. I I drank, again, I drank a bunch of water before this, and it's running through me. So before we get into the main topics here, I'm going to run to the bathroom, but I swear I will turn off my mic this time, okay? I swear. Okay, I'm going to put on this thing. I'll be right back. I just, yeah, there's no way I'm going to be able to handle this for the rest of the thing. So I'll be right back. i'm back i know right i should wear a diaper huh jace it's the pee stream i know i was like oh man i forgot to uh you know go to the bathroom i usually make an attempt to do that like i said it's been hot it's been hot i've been drinking water like crazy because it's so freaking hot here holy crap anyways so sorry guys didn't mean to do that but hey it happens it happens this is what happens when you're live. And I was like, oh, boy, I forgot to do that. But uh, anyways, enough about uh, about P. Let's go ahead and uh, talk about the main topic here, which, of course, is Blue Freaking Beetle. All right, we're here, folks. We're here. The weekend. Blue Beetle. And, uh, of course, I did a poll uh, about, like, okay, who's seen Blue Beetle this weekend? Anybody seen Blue Beetle this weekend? I mean when it comes to Blue Beetle, um, I'm one of those that's rooting for it. You know, I'm rooting for the little guy. You know, of course, there's the significance of first Latino uh, superhero right here, which, cool. You know, I mean, I'm a fan of the the actual character. Uh, I remember when uh, I really got into the character when it came to the Rebirth comic books that came out a few years ago and really got into the Jaime Reyes character of Blue Beetle. So then when I obviously heard about the movie, I was like, okay, they're doing Jaime Reyes. Cool. And they're going to hopefully have, obviously there's been other blue Beetles before that. So I was always like, all right, cool. Sounds like, um, uh, sounds like this could be something. And then of course, when they cast Cholo Mariduana, I was like, okay, Miguel from Cobra Kai seems like a perfect match for the character. Seems like a perfect fit, I should say for the character. And, uh, and then of course I wanted to Put a poll out there. I put a poll um out on YouTube as well as Twitter to see if uh, where people are at when it came to me just asking yes or no, are you seeing Blue Beetle this weekend? So let's see right here. let me look at YouTube. I mean, they're pretty much similar, of course, pretty much similar. so here we go. Let me hold on. Let me pull this one up first. Where's it? Where is it? Or is it not around? What the heck? I posted it. Where did it delete? Huh? Why am I not seeing it on my profile? That's very strange. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, there we go. Okay. We got it. I was not seeing it on my profile. Damn you, Elon Musk. What are you doing? You're changing shit again? Come on. All right. Just wanted to make sure I had that one. All right. So first off, we got YouTube right here. Close that. All right, so we got YouTube right here, six hundred and sixty votes right here that uh, show like no fifty nine percent, yes forty one percent, and then when it comes to of course Twitter right here, it says fifty three point seven percent, forty six point three. So pretty close, not too shabby. Pretty close right here. You know you always gotta love it too when like uh somebody right here like this person right here this uh uh costello's way you know of course he had to put pass and i just like responded like hey you know you could have just uh saved yourself some typing by just saying you know just hit the no button you didn't have to actually respond you didn't have to actually respond and say like oh yeah pass I always find that funny. It's like, OK, I get it. I get it. You don't want to watch this movie. 100. I, I get it. But uh, again, this is where I go back to the whole thing where I've had people in the chat. I've had people in my mentions that they're, they, they just they're, they're getting off on the fact that this movie is most likely going to not do so well, which is just very weird to me. I'm like, what did what did, what did Mr. Soto do to you? What did Sholo do to you? Did they do something? No, man, it's WB. It's WB. This vibe, it's because it's WB. Okay, I get that. It sucks that, yeah, they have to work for that corporation. But at the same time, they put in the work, they put in the time, and they're trying to give you a good product. So if you don't want to watch the movie, then just don't watch the movie. But there are people that just want to, like, shit on it and talk about it, like, constantly and say how the clips look terrible, the trailers look terrible, everything looks terrible. I don't know. It's just weird to me. I'm rooting for the little guy. I'm just I'm just saying. I'm rooting for the little guy. And it's funny too, because it's like the, mainly the people that I get in my mentions or whatever the hell, there's a certain director that we all love that is supporting the movie, (laughs) supporting it. He tweeted it out. But again, oh, he must've got hacked or he got paid. Ugh, hate that shit. Anyways, ugh, get over yourself, folks. Get over it, get over it. Don't be fighting in the chat. Here comes Lane quoting, uh uh-oh. Uh-oh, you got, okay, so we got Ben and Jose going up against, yeah, Lane, oof. Lane needs to stay in his lane. (laughs) Just play music, dude. Just play music. Play music. Support Zack Snyder. That's all you need to do, man. Anyways, okay, so Rotten Tomatoes, we're going to go to the Devil Fruit site. And we're going to see where this is uh, ranking right now because all the reviews are flowing in. S- let's see. we got 77 reviews, 82% right now. That's right. Led by Shola Duanya's uh, magnetic performance in the title role, Blue Beetle is refreshingly family-focused superhero movie with plenty of humor and heart. So I've been seeing a lot of people talk about, like, how, oh, yeah, this movie. This movie is kind of... A reminder of uh, the first Shazam movie, which I really like. I really enjoyed. That is now in my Christmas movie rotation. Uh, Some people have even said that they even compared it to Miss Marvel, which I really enjoyed, too. I really enjoyed Miss Marvel when it came to, I mean, let's face it. There were so many Marvel shows that came out. I really enjoyed that. So let's uh, dive into some of these reviews right here. Let's start off with this one right here from Jake Coyle. Coyle? Coil. If even a low-stakes, fairly derivative superhero movie like this can charm thanks to its warm Hispanic perspective and winning supporting cast, there's plenty of hope yet for the genre. Bugs and all. So there you go. That's right. As long as you add something unique to it. All right, let's read some bad ones right here. They're already right here at the top. This unremarkable, remarkable... Story along with cheap-looking visual effects. I don't know. Their visual effects look pretty good to me. And Soto's colorless direction, looked pretty colorful to me, is a prime example of the somnium... Blah, 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 blah. That's a big word. Fancy Maya. Filmic, and I'm not even going to try, that lulls the audience into mindless stupor. Okay. We got Nicholas. For every mention of revolutionary direct action... There is a scene with a stereotypical trope, so I'm not convinced the film takes a major step forward in terms of representation. Ooh, ouch. Whereas Jaime may come from a different place to most heroes of superhero flicks, nothing sets the Blue Beetle itself apart from the dozens of competing magical brawlers we have endured over the past two decades. Yeesh. Okay, some bad ones right there. we got some good ones coming up, of course. This heartwarming, crowd-pleasing comic book flick is less serious and more colorful than the tonally dour mood of many contemporary superhero films. Something tells me that was a dig at Zack Snyder. Get him, Lane. Sorry. Uh, Blue Beetle encourages viewers to look into the real history behind the references. It could potentially do more good than any other DC movie. There you go. Luke saying that from superhero hike pipe. I like that. Of course, uh, it sounds like he's not a fan of previous stuff as well stuff as well. Blue Beetle is an entertaining, buoyant, hilarious nugget of a film that will make you feel deeply and might even make you think deeply if you let it. Wow, that's pretty good right there. This is an exciting intro, uh, superhero introduction for those familiar with it and for those just learning who this Blue Beetle is. I like it. And then we got a bad one right here. Surprisingly unexciting, Blue Beetle feels like an uninspired mashup of a dozen other superhero films. All right. Director uh, Angel Manuel Soto has crafted a highly entertaining film that lovingly spotlights the reyes family and their mexican american culture and allows mariduania to shine as a hero that everyone can cheer for i like it so there you go there's your reviews right there so mainly good but of course some people are just saying "Eh, it's just the normal stuff but then some people are like actually going like well it's different because we're seeing a different kind of hero that has a different culture that comes from a different background And I think that's what a lot of us are kind of like, yeah, you know, that's what's going to be the unique part of the storytelling. That's what it's going to be. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm seeing it tomorrow. You know, me and Miss Nighthawk, we're going to be seeing it tomorrow. So, of course, look forward to my first reaction review of that. Now, we'll likely give a full review of it because, you know, when it comes to DC movies, I like to actually you know, our movie that I'm just like, oh, my God, I want to talk about it more. So look forward to that as well. And then, of course, the vodka stream on Friday. We're, we're just going to have a full panel talking spoilers, talking everything, talking about the whole movie. And, you know, we'll talk about other stuff, too. Now let's talk about the box office. So we got the box office. And naturally, everybody's like, oh, yeah, this movie, again, there's going to be, I, you know, this movie has a chance of just, yeah, flopping as the other ones have, too. Um, but, of course, it doesn't have as big of a budget as shazam or as flash definitely not flash you want to talk about you know remember when they were posted the budget for that you know again you could tack on probably another 60 70 million dollars anytime they post a budget you could tack on probably you know a good amount to that budget and the flash definitely did cost a lot so did shazam cost more than the first not as much as the flash this one of course cost less than those two at least so it doesn't have to be a billion dollars doesn't have to be a billion dollars of course but uh, let's look at this deadline article right here blue beetle has ticket to ride past barbie this weekend so obviously they want to use like articles that say like, you know, that incorporate Barbie in, uh, you know, I saw another uh, another headline, I think it was from CBR that said like, oh yeah, it might dethrone Barbie this weekend, which is a little, yeah, it's actually a pretty brilliant headline if you think about it. You incorporate Barbie, which everybody's talking about, when you, when, especially when it comes to box office. So I actually respect the headline because a lot of people are thinking like, oh, what, you're thinking that Blue Beetle's going to make more money than Barbie overall? And I'm like, no, 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 dum-dum. That's not what they're saying. They're saying that Barbie has been dominating and number one at the box office for four straight weeks. Now it might actually not be because it's, you know, the fifth week and you got a new movie and it might, it might dethrone it. That's all, you dummies. <laughs> it's funny, too, because that, the, the, the movie Strays with the, uh, the stray dogs that is voiced by uh, Will Ferrell and Jamie Foxx, that's also coming out this weekend. Uh, let's see what it says right here. In what is poised to be a case of Warner Brothers beating itself for the... <laughs> they they are good at doing that, Warner Brothers. For the number one spot at the box office this coming weekend, the studio's new DC superhero title, Blue Beetle, is poised to halt Barbie's three-weekend streak. Oh, it was only three? I thought it was four. Ah, my bad. Uh, three-weekend streak with a 28 to $32 million opening. Of course, that's domestic... Barbie, meanwhile, is looking to do a twenty two to twenty-four million in his fourth week and a thirty percent of course drop and whatever the heck. I mean, it doesn't even matter when it comes to that. But that's what they're saying right there when it comes to um the whole thing. Did they have anything when it comes to the worldwide box office? No. But I'm sure it's probably, you know. I think uh the last time I saw it, maybe it would touch a hundred million, who knows? But Eh, There you go. How are we feeling about this? How are we feeling? John Bernthal is very excited. I know, apparently. I know. I didn't know. Was he in the bear? Is that what that was? I didn't know he was in the bear. Is he in the bear? (laughs) I guess so. I didn't know that. But anyways, I know that ad was right there. So anyways, so when it comes to Blue Beetle, yeah, it's going to have, I mean, but $30 plus. I mean, that was the the number that came out last week, I believe. And that sounds a lot better than what it was originally. They were saying that it was just going to have like a whole run that was probably going to be like $70 million. Like it was going to big time flop, just fall flat, just absolutely fall flat. But I think this movie can maybe, maybe, maybe. For August, I don't know. Like, it was weird because Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, I was, like, going, this movie can has potential to be big. It did decent. I'm not saying it had a low budget, too, but it didn't really, you know, didn't explode. Even though my theater was pretty packed, it did well. I think it warrants another sequel, and apparently when it comes to movies and whatnot, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise altogether has exceeded a uh, billion dollars which cool but i'm just kind of going like blue beetle man it would just be awesome if like this small character that basically no one in the general audience would even know who this is would actually do something awesome i just root for the underdog you know i do root for the underdog but i don't know we'll see we'll see what it ends up being like I said, the projections have usually been off. It might be less, might be more. Who knows? Probably will be less. I and mean, I was looking at, uh, you know, some of the people, of course, they do that thing where they post like a screenshot of what their screening looks like. I don't know why. Again, that's just something that, that people, uh, I guess they get off on it. They just get off on movies floppy, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> they just really do. And it's like I get it from, you know, making fun of because obviously – We'll look what's happening with the strikes and everything like that. Obviously, when it comes to these big companies, these corporations, it's like, yeah, you want to do like the, you know, the ha ha kind of thing. But then it, you feel bad for the people that, you know, the directors and the actors and all that stuff. You kind of feel bad for them. And it's like, you know, we have these fresh faced people. I mean, the only recognizable person really when it comes to Blue Beetle, mostly, I mean, obviously, is Sholo because of. Cobra Kai, but of course you got George Lopez, but anybody know who, you know, Soto, you know, you know who, wh- what, did you know about him before this? You know, you just kind of root for that. That's where I'm coming. I'm like, you root for this, the like, underdog kind of thing. And with everything that's happening with the strike and stuff like that, yeah, it's just going to be, uh, yeah, I already know my mentions are going to be full, of course, dickheads that are happy that this movie um, flopped, but, eh, what can you do, Right. Don't underestimate Young Justice fans, true? Okay, Lane, this has nothing to do with James Gunn. (laughs) Again, we don't have to tack on James Gunn for every fucking thing. Jesus. Bump! Stubbed my toe! God damn it, James Gunn! Oh, Azteca, let's see, Blue Beetle is going to blow goats, Nate says, of course, but uh, yeah yo what up latino slant glad you enjoyed bb okay so we got some okay so latino slant enjoyed it so that's cool uh jose what's wrong what's hell yeah don't even come on with the capital letters there russ come on anyways all right well speaking of james gunn (laughs) let's talk about let's talk about jimmy guns jimmy freaking guns over here huh Let's talk about it. You know, I was kind of going like, all right. So with all, I mean, well, with all, well, of course, we have got to talk about when it comes to Henry Cavill, because something was brought up. Obviously, I think he's I posted it on threads. I know he's still posting on there, but somebody asked him about Superman, his Superman. But we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Uh, At first, you know, obviously, we've been talking a lot about Gal Gadot and Wonder Woman 3 these past couple of weeks because of uh, recent interviews that were not really that recent. They were two months ago, obviously, before the writer's strike and everything that's been happening with that. And then, of course, you know, people are like, where's James Gunn? Where's James Gunn? Why hasn't he talked about this whole Wonder Woman 3 thing? It's like, well, he can't. He can't talk about, you know, when it comes to that, when it comes to actors, when it comes to things in development. He can't really talk about it too much. Even though he's a director, he could talk a little bit about it because the directors aren't on strike, but can't talk about certain things when it comes to actors or even writers when it comes to all that. So obviously can't do it. And it's always funny, too, because the hypocrisy is is beautiful because the people who want him to talk about this whole situation were telling him to shut the fuck up months ago. You guys need to really think. (laughs) Think, what do you want this man to do? You only want him to talk when you want him to talk? Is that what's going on? Probably. All right. That's what I don't understand. But anyways, we're going to go into um, this right here. So let's first... Stroll down, uh, Jim's. That's uh, Jim's. Yes, right. I'm calling him Jim. Let's 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 go down his uh, Twitter because he has still he has been posting on Twitter as well. You know because let's face it, threads. <laughs> okay, so we got this right here. So first off, I mean, a few days ago he did post about uh, Conrad, Vit uh, Vit Vit. I always forget. But of course, you know the inspiration for the Joker right here. He did post about this. He posts about this on social media, which is kind of interesting. So it's like, all right, is your Joker, the Joker in the DCU going to be something like that? Cool. And then uh, apparently uh, Mr. Uh, Miss Harcourt, you know, of course, his wife's character in the, in the movies, has made her way back into, of course, the comic book. So retweeting all that, more Harcourt stuff, everything. And then, of course, promoting Blue Beetle. But then all, all of a sudden, this was what? Yesterday, you know, with all the Wonder Woman talk, all of a sudden he's talking about hysteria. Historia is a beautiful work of sequential art and one of the best things to come out of DC, you know, and she's kind of talking about Wonder Woman, the Amazons, but not quite talking about Wonder Woman 3 or Diana. It's pretty interesting, throwing it out there. I mean, obviously, the good thing, the great thing about well, the great thing about um what they're doing right now at least when it comes to dc in the dcu is the fact that they're saying like hey so we're creating this thing but we have a bunch of source material that you could read before you see all this stuff you could really see that you know you could really have that and apparently comic book sales have according to jim lee who is of course a head who's the head of dc comics is saying that oh yeah it, the 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 sales of these books have skyrocketed so that's been a smart move with all the other messiness that has happened at least the smart move has been saying hey this is the books that you should be reading so he's doing that again but it is kind of interesting that it's like all right all this wonder woman talk and then all of a sudden you throw that out there talking about different wonder a uh, different kind of you know wonder woman kind of stories right there so Pretty interesting. And then, of course, he says right here, from number 63 to number one in DC books on Amazon since this post, I'm excited for all you, for all of us, to check it out. So check it out. Pretty interesting. Okay? So at least they have that when it comes to tying it the movies to the books. So here's the screenshot right here. When it when we're talking about Superman and one of the things I wanted to talk about when it came to Cavill Superman and everything that happened. So this person right here said, so in Blue Beetle, at least in the commercial, Jaime knows who Superman is. And you've said Blue Beetle is in your DCU. So is your young, so is yours, I guess you meant young Superman movies set in the past or is okay. So he said, so your young Superman movie is set in the past. And James Gunn said, I was never making a young Superman movie. Just a Superman movie. Huh? Did anybody else not get that? I was kind of thinking, I mean, I think it's... It wasn't supposed to be an origin story that was always talked about. It was already a developed Superman. That's what's so interesting about that. I've always, like, I think a lot of us grasp that idea that, yeah, it was going to be that. But, of course, there's always... Anytime that there's talk, there's like like talk about age, especially when it came to Gal Gadot. They're like, okay, if they're keeping Gal, then why couldn't they keep Henry? And then I've been thinking about this, and then I remember even Chris Wong Swenson today talked about like you know, okay, so what is actually the deal? It wasn't an age thing, and I went like, no, to me it's never been an age thing when it came to why he didn't want to go with Cavill Superman. It was never an age thing. It was just the fact that Cavill Superman. A lot of shit happened with Cavill Superman already, okay? It was a Superman that Zack Snyder decided to take in a, in a different direction, add a little modernism to him, and that's why Man of Steel is just one of the best CBMs out there. Definitely one of the best origin stories, for sure. It's one of the best CBMs out there. So you have Superman that was, you know, a different kind of take when it came to Superman that was, you know, obviously divisive. Always di- because Man of Steel came out and it was divisive even though it uh, I would say most people liked it and and then and then when it came to just revisiting it, a lot of people are just revisiting, it, especially after Zack Snyder just League and saying like, "Wow, okay, I totally see what he's doing." And then of course you had BVS. So you have Superman that basically reveals himself. Lois already knows who he is. So there's no- none of that. There's none of that Clark Kent and Lois kind of stuff. She already knows who it is. Takes on Zod, reveals himself, takes on Zod. A lot of destruction happens. So then when it comes to BVS, there's backlash and you got an old older weathered Batman that's going to take him out. And of course you got all the political stuff and you have everything that happens in BVS, the divisiveness of that, it all happens there. And then what happens at the end? He dies. He gets killed then you got Justice League. They bring him back to fight and save the world with a fresh-faced Justice League. And then you have a pregnant Lois. So this is where I go, yeah, it's actually kind of understandable that James Gunn was like, well, there's like an idea of Superman over here that I was kind of thinking of. And what Snyder did, is like, yeah, he did that. That's what Snyder did. So Zach, or so James is like, I'm not going to just build off of that. I'm just going to do something different. You know, that's, why, that's why I, how I always took it. I'm like, yeah, he could have kept Henry Cavill and just did a different Superman. But the same people would be pissed. The same people would be pissed. They were pissed about Black Adam at one point. They didn't like that Cavill came back with that. That's the thing is like, no matter what. If Cavill would have stayed and James Gunn would have still used him, they would have changed. He wouldn't end up changing his backstory. That that is kind of what's happening with with Gal Gadot. If they end up doing that Wonder Woman three that fits into the DCU, guess what? Her backstory is going to get changed. That's why it's like, why would we even want this? I mean, I've seen people that are still like mad about James Gunn not using Cavill. I'm like, would you really want him to use Henry Cavill? He's doing like a different. He he wants a Superman. That is already established that there's other heroes that are established. That's why we're going to have a Green Lantern and a Hawk girl. And, you know, there's already going to be people that are going to be established. So it's not like he's doing an origin story. This Superman has probably been around for at least, you know, a couple of few years, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be like a Matt Reeve situation. It's like year two. Doesn't sound like it's going to be something like that. It sounds like this Superman's actually going to be have been around for about maybe five years. Because what, corn sweats like in his 30s? I don't know if Superman's gonna be in his early 30s and he's been around since like he was 24, 25, I don't know. It's all been, it's all pretty crazy. So yeah, it's not so much the age thing, it's the story in my eyes. In my eyes, it's the story. It's like, why tack on or change what Zack Snyder did? Let's just do something fresh. And of course it's a whole mess. It's a whole mess what happened. It's a whole mess. And I do feel sorry for Henry. And I wanted to see more of his Superman 100%. But I get it. But I get it. I've always kind of like got it right there. Thank you, Ben, for the $5 super chat. It's what I said on the vodka stream. Henry Superman had a specific story that Zach wanted to tell. It would not. Yeah, it would not work. It would not work. It has nothing to do with his age. It had everything to do with his story. Clark Kent died. I'm still wondering how Zack was planning on bringing him back. Because remember, there's an obituary in the paper at the end of BVS. They buried Clark Kent. So much things happened to Henry Cavill's Superman that it's like how, it, unless you just change the story completely, it's like, all right, or let's just go with a different Superman. You know, that's like one of those things. Yeah, he never said that he was making a young Superman movie. He said he wasn't making an origin story. But at the same time, maybe James Gunn didn't like Cavill. There's always that possibility too. I'll even say like, yes, that is a possibility. Will we ever fully know? No. Again, sometimes you have to take your fanboy emotion glasses off, goggles off, and just kind of look at it at a business sense or whatever the hell—that's what I try to look at it. That's why I try to look at it at least, you know. All right. Now let's get into uh, some reviews here. Heart of Stone. What is it? <laughs> I always say I always say it wrong. Heart of Stone. I always say I always think it's like. Hard End stone or something like that, I don't know. I, I always say it wrong. I, I think when I was talking about it this past week and when I saw it I, I kept I said like hard I, I said it I said the wrong title. anyways, Heart of Stone Or are sure to be called Fart of Stone <laughs> That was dumb. that was dumb. I get that. that was dumb. It's all right. It's fine. It's nothing like too crazy. I put it on Saturday, put it on Saturday. And immediately when I, uh, with the opening scene, I went, Oh yeah, the dialogue is bad. Dialogue is definitely bad. And then it was, but what I did appreciate when it came to that opening scene of this movie is that when it came to Gall's character, Gall, gal, you know, her character, I went, okay, wait a minute. Wait, is she, Oh, okay. So there's kind of like a little, opening twist, I guess you could say even though you go wait a minute. She okay. Because obviously if you've seen the trailers, you're like, okay, I get that. But uh yeah, I will say it was just kind of, you know, it was eh. It was eh. I found myself just kind of going, "All right. I one of the one of the other twists, I immediately saw just from watching the first 10 minutes, I was like, yeah, I already see where that's going. Already saw, you know, So it was pretty obvious. And I will say, when it comes to spy movies now, is every spy movie just going to have the MacGuffin? The MacGuffin of every spy movie, is it just going to be some kind of crazy AI device? it seems to be like what it, and I mean, I get that. That's where everything's going. But I mean, if you watch Dead Reckoning had to do with AI, this has to do with AI. I think other, there's been other things previous that have to do with AI. I mean, I guess it's all about how you tell the story and how the story plays out. Because I thought Dead Reckoning did a fantastic job. Then with this, the MacGuffin is like a piece of like AI technology that just can take over everything. You know, so, but yeah, I just found myself just kind of went, eh, it's just eh. It could be entertaining. It's not like terrible. And then, of course, you got uh, Matthias, uh, you know, obviously who played Dieter in America, uh, America, uh, Army of uh, Dead and Army of Thieves. I was I forgot that he was in it and he was, you know, out of all all the side characters, he was the best. (laughs) Every other one was like, okay, uh, whatever. But yeah, there you go. I don't know if anybody else saw it, but tell me how you felt. Tell me how you felt about it. Heart of Mid. You have to make it rhyme, Jose. That, that's what makes it better. That's why I said fart of stone. That's not even that good, too. It's very childish. I get it. <laughs> it's a Netflix movie, so nothing new. So you're going to say this? No. So the th- bang, you're going to say that about Rebel Moon? Because from what I heard. <laughs> Anyways, okay. And now we got Spider-Man Lotus. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Controversy. Because there's controversy. If you, if you don't know what Spider-Man Lotus is, just look it up. You actually can watch it on YouTube. It's like two hours long. You can watch it on YouTube. It's a fan film. And it's been in development for a while now. A couple of years. There was a, they, 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 they raised money. To fund the production and everything, and then all of a sudden, controversy came out when it came to the director, and it came to I think even the lead actor that plays Peter Parker, Spider-Man. And you know, some screenshots got released with uh, some unpleasant language and some slurs and just bad things. Bad things came about, and it was messy. I did I talked about it, talked about it on here. So uh, you could actually find those uh, film junkie shots if you need to. uh, You know, I've talked about all that. So but of course, there's always going to be the people that, uh, you know, that stand proud and be like, well, because of all that, I am boycotting this movie. Cool. I watch movies. I kind of wanted to see what this was going to be all about. I get it. The guy's a fucking douchebag. Sounds like he's a big fucking douchebag. Totally understandable. But I was like, let me see what happens here. And I think the people who make the most proclamations actually did watch the movie. They are just not going to admit it because I'm a good person. Anyways. Um, so I watched it, I put it on. And for a fan film, actually not bad. (laughs) It's actually not that bad. Like when I was looking at it, I was like, as a fan, I was like, Whoa, okay. Interesting. So you got everybody here, okay, so we got, we got the, uh, it's centered around Gwen Stacy's death, we got Gwen, Peter, MJ, Harry, they're like a group of friends, that's different, okay, so they're all like, and they're all dealing with, uh, the death, okay, it's not really a spoiler, I mean, she, we all know she dies in the books, but the only thing is, it's pretty fucking boring, <laughs> that's the thing, it's boring. But I get it because it's a fan film. You can't do much, obviously, when it comes to like fight sequences and special effects. Can't do that much with it. But there's some shots that I thought, look, well, you know, pretty cool. But man, it does not feel like a two-hour runtime. It feels longer. It it does get pretty boring. It gets kind of CW young adult drama esque. It's a lot that lot that has to do with that. And you know, it is a story about loss and about Peter dealing with the loss as well as MJ, as well as Harry. So it has to do with a lot of that. And Peter, I mean, there was people complaining that, oh, this is not Spider-Man, look, you know, Peter said this, Peter said that, look at how he's acting. I'm like, well, that's the point. I was like, well, that's the point is that he's losing his way. And then he eventually finds his way back naturally. So not bad. Definitely for a fan film, I was like, wow. I was, you know, impressed by a lot of the, a lot of the shots and some of the some of the action and everything. But it's just, it's boring. It's boring. Like, it's, I don't think it's, it's something I'm going to watch again. I'm, not, I'm probably not going to watch it again because, you know, there's other ones that are not as boring <laughs> that are out there, like all of them. <laughs> but still, valiant effort. So, you, let me know if you guys checked it out. Anybody check out Spider-Man Lotus or... Nah uh, Let's see Peter park cooker cooker. K- yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't really the guy who played Peter Parker <laughs> Not likable at all he reminded me of on Cobra Kai Johnny's uh, son I always forget his name, you know him He looked like him and even that even that guy doesn't act that well <laughs> But yeah, no. know he was not a likable Peter Parker spider-man for sure I think the, 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 the dude who played Harry did a pretty good job. And I'm trying to think who else, I mean, some of the, you know, costumes were, were good, you know, but, but again, for a fan film, I went, wow, not too shabby. Let's see. My dad saw it. Okay. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. It's not bad. Like I was pretty impressed. I was pretty impressed when it came to uh, what was happening with all that. So, Also, Spider-Man actors said inappropriate things about Raven actress from Titans who was under... Ooh! Yeah, exactly. So, essentially, the people involved sound like they're just shitty, dumb, fucking young people. But, again, I could just... I just was watching the movie just to gauge the movie. So, that was my critique when it came to the movie. People want to get upset. Like, how dare you watch that? I'm like, I just watched it. I don't think I, I didn't throw money at it. Um, There wasn't an ad before it played. So, nothing wrong with that. Let's see. Yes, we know you're old, Russ. I thought the car scene between Harry and MJ was shot pretty well. Yeah, like I said, I was pretty impressed by some of the shots and how things were shot. Like I said, I just, scenes just dragged on, like, I remember he's, like, talking to this kid who's, like, dying, which was, like, that scene went on for a long time. And it was kind of funny, too, because he's playing a Spider-Man video game. It's not the current Spider-Man video game. It was, like, one from the 90s, which I thought was kind of funny, to be honest. But, you know, it was just, like, a whole interesting thing. This movie is making other fan films look bad. How is it? Oh, because of all the controversy. Well, that's the thing when it comes to fan films. I saw a lot of people. I saw a lot of people shitting on the uh, Superman Solar. I think it was called a lot of people were shitting on that last week or over the weekend. And yeah, I mean, I get it. Like some of the things like, yeah, it doesn't look that I mean, even like when it comes to this, but it's a fan film. What the hell are you expecting when it comes to a fan film? But yeah, people are going to town. On, on, that, on that, that Superman fan film. And I went, Jesus Christ, guys. Like, relax a little bit. I get it. It's not top-notch. What did you think it was going to be? What do you expect? It's somebody who's like, you know what? I have a story. I want to do this thing. I have a passion for it. Let me do it. Meanwhile, everybody else just beating their keyboards going, this sucks. This is what Superman fans want. It's like, this guy actually went out and made the fucking film you are sitting at your computer just beating your keyboard upset about it like eh, okay that's to me i'm just like I, I can respect anybody who goes out and makes a a fan film like that cool or just even a regular film you know i've had numerous people on the vodka stream talking about their films and i totally respect that i've done it before i've made short films with barely anything it's fun it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. All right. What are you guys arguing about? Oh that's the scene? Let's see. A lot of fade to black. Yeah, definitely was that. Aaron Fisher is one of those toxic fans. I don't even know who that is. According to James Gunn, Superman loves it when people shit on him. Huh. All right. Let's go to the questions right now. Let's see. Do we have anybody? Let's see if there's any questions on YouTube. Why does this not? That's weird. Hold on. That's weird. It says there's a comment, but I can't see it. I wonder why. Anyways, all right. We'll just go to Twitter then. Okay, Eric Blake. Here's a thought, Dave. I've pitched this before, but I think if Gunn were to cast Cavill as jor or maybe even Jonathan Kent... Nah, not Jonathan Kent. He needed somebody older for that. It'd be perfect Olive Branch to the fans after the recasting with the reboot. Do you really think the... Yeah... The fans that are most upset will never would would hate that. Just ask Lane if he's still in here. He would hate that. He would hate everything about that. Uh, What would you think the response might be? Well, you get. Oh, yeah, it'd still be a lot of vitriol shit handed to him. My I I even said that I don't don't know if I said this on the Vox stream. I thought if they're going to call the film Superman Legacy, then represent the legacy. Bring in all the actors who have played Superman in some form. Tim Daly. Make him Jonathan Kent. I don't know. Make Tim Daly t- Jonathan Kent. Make Tom Welling or Henry Cavill. Yeah, make him Jor-El. I don't know. Try to, like, bring him in. If they're going to, like, represent the legacy of Superman, do it. Why not? Andrea. Hola, Dave. Como estas? Bien. Bien, you know. Just doing my thing. What are your What are your top movies, top five movies ever? CBM, Non-CBM. That's too hard. Depends what I'm in the mood for. Sometime, you know, it, it, it varies. You know, I talk about Christopher Nolan's Memento, Fight Club. I talk about Back to the Future. Hell, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure can be up there. Ghostbusters, stuff like that. But then you can get, you know, the more. Yeah, it's just, it's hard to even gauge that. I have not tried this Jameson Ginger and Lime. I'm sure it's refreshing and fantastic. I might have to sniff those out and try to uh, find some of those. Devon Wooter. Hey, Dave. I'm happy Blue Beetles getting some love by critics and reviews. What is your prediction for the movie opening weekend? And did did you see Collider Twitter about DC not uh, needs to stop? Yeah, I saw that. They talked about that. Now all of a sudden they don't want jokes. Might talk, maybe I'll talk about that more next week. But yeah, they don't want more jokes. And I was going to make the jab because I just read the uh, headline. I was going to make the jab about Thor. But then I was like, you know what? I better read the article. And I read the article and they actually talk about how Thor fell off that path. So I was like, oh, okay. So I won't make that. Justin, have you watched Twisted Metal yet? I have not. In my opinion, Twisted Metal, Peacemaker. You're comparing it to Peacemaker? Why would? Okay. Okay. It's a wild ride. Didn't expect to like it so much. Can't wait for season two. That's funny because that was my review for Peacemaker. Didn't expect it to like it so much, but I was like sold on it. It's just funny. Like, all right. Comparing Peacemaker to Twisted Metal. That's cool. That's fine. Uh, Jamon Watson, hey, Dave, even if Blue Beetle falls at the box office, Sholo's Blue Beetle is here to stay in the new DCU. Probably. Probably see him again. What the hell is this? Tracy 13 says the film is unlikely for ripping off Iron Man, Venom, and Spy Kids. Well, I mean, every movie is ripping off every movie nowadays, isn't it? They're always going to make those comparisons to everything. And finally, Mr. Nobody. Hey, Dave, I think some actors who for work on big films develop an oversized ego. I think they're good people who just fall into the wrong crowds with misguided ideologies. We're talking about you, Rachel. Might be best to take a step back and take a project or two with smaller studios like A24 and focus on lower budget indie films so they can. Remember why they fell in love with acting, i.e. Robert Pattinson started his career with a huge bang in Harry Potter and Twilight, and then kept a low radar, worked on indie films, and came back to do Tenet and The Batman. I feel like working on smaller budget films can make actors more humble. These days, actors need the Odin treatment. Lol. Just kidding, of course, but what do you think? Yes, I agree. And obviously talking about Rachel Zegler, which is what I said on Monday's show. And if you watch, you know, the film junkie shot that it put out there, if you haven't, if you haven't caught that yet. And I, and I even said, I'm like, oh, yeah, I could have totally trashed her and did all that. And like a lot of people were, but, uh, but I kind of came into the defense of her that she just got yanked from being nothing and just doing cover songs of Lady Gaga songs on YouTube and just got yanked into the franchise machine and she is bouncing from franchise to franchise to franchise. So that for a 22 year old, she's 22, right? She's 22, she's very young. This is like, and I think she released a video, probably talk about that next week too. I don't know how current the video was, but she does talk about it. But I mean, yes, I mean, obviously things went to her head. You could see that she sounds stuck up, but it just seems like, yeah, she needs to get a little humbled. when it comes to where she's at and she needs to do some fucking indie work, she should, because every movie that she has been in and what she's going to be in, I think there might be a movie that I saw on her that's in production or in development is not an existing IP, but like, West Side Story, Remake, Shazam, Superhero Sequel, uh, The Hunger Games Prequel, Snow White, Disney Machine. And then she's going to be in Paddington 3, apparently. So it's like she's just got yanked out of YouTube and then got put into these big movies that are already existing movies. And it's like, yeah, maybe she should go down the, the indie route and do that. But So I kind of came in defense with her, but hopefully... Doesn't all go to her head? Because well, let's face it, some of these movies are bombing. <laughs> Jesus, hooey, yeah. I had to see people comparing Peacemaker to Twisted Metal because they both blow goats. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. So I'm, I, sometimes I'm like, do you guys enjoy anything? As an actor, if you're bringing the masses to, to the cinema, you deserve to get paid. Now, some of these so-called stars have no pull, but they still get paid. True. She's getting paid. Yeah, when she, like, to support the uh, the SAG after the SAG strikes, and she was saying, she, she again, shot herself. She just, like, lifted up her foot and shot it because it was like, if, if I have to sit around in a snow white dress for 18 hours. I deserve to be paid for every hour. It's watched. It was like, wow, you came off as a bitch (laughs) right now. He's like, no, that's not the way to do it. Somebody needs to coach her. That didn't sound good at all because nobody's feeling sorry for you waiting around a set in a snow white dress getting paid millions of dollars. Nobody's feeling sorry for you. That was the bad part. That was the bad part. But again, She's young, misguided, and just got yanked into this crazy machine. So she's going to get a little humbled, especially if Hunger Games doesn't do well. If the Hunger Games movie doesn't do well. And then going into Snow White. Woo, buddy. Yeah, she's going to start getting pretty damn humbled and be like, Whoa, okay. I was not ready for this. Was not ready for this. All right. Let's go ahead and wrap this up, guys. Members only stream. Wonder what I could talk about there. Did something happen this week? I don't know. Something? Is something happening next week? Who knows? Is it? Is it not? I don't know. Where's that music? All right, guys. Go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you guys for uh, spending some time with me. As always, like I said, if you want to be part of the members-only stream, go ahead and become a member. Come and pick my brain a little bit. Members, I'll see you guys in a little bit, so look forward to the link in your feed. And uh, everybody else, look forward to my, like I said, Blue Beetle's coming out. I'm seeing it tomorrow at 6, so expect my first reaction review. And then, of course, I'll post a full review. And then Friday's Vodka Stream will be panel, and we'll be discussing Blue Beetle spoilers and all. We'll be talking about that movie, as well as other things, too, but that's going to be the main focus. All right, guys, you guys are awesome. Smash that like, thumbs up, subscribe, do all that as per usual. Members, I'll see you guys in a little bit. Everybody else, I will talk to you later.